Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you ever felt like you've tried everything to heal from the pain of sexual abuse and yet nothing seems to really be helping? Well, one of the reasons why most people struggle to break free from the pain of past child abuse is because the techniques out there are positioned as a one-size-fits-all answer. What I want you to know is that there are actually three distinct phases on the path to recovery. And I'd love to share with you about these phases what issues you must resolve to move to the next phase, and what kinds of support you'll need in order to move forward as quickly and completely as possible. The road to recovery is much easier when you know what stage you're in and what to do next. So don't hesitate. Go to www.rachelgrantcoaching.com checklist and get your nine-page guide today. Now, on to our show. Welcome everyone to Beyond Surviving, a safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant, and for those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007 and am the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. It's my pleasure and joy each day to work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable and instead are looking for resources 
resources and opportunities to heal and finally be their authentic selves. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at rachelgrantcoaching.com. Now today I'm very excited to have here with me my guest Dennis Randall who is an advocate, a speaker, a survivor, and he's going to be sharing with us his own story of, uh, in, and journey, and we're also going to be talking very specifically about how to deal with repressed memories, and how do we make peace with that, and find our way through that, as well as other things that may come up today. So we're, we're in for a real treat here, and I want to tell you a little bit about Dennis before we do get to our conversation. First of all, he's a recently retired Vietnam vet with a 100% disability from exposure to Agent Orange. So we want to give our heartfelt gratitude uh, to you, Dennis, for your service uh, to our country. He's been a writer and community journalist for nearly 40 years, and Becoming a Man in the Shadowlands is his first book, though I know there are many more to come from him, <laughs> and we're going to have to keep an eye on that because um, he's such a, a wonderful author. He's also a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and 50 years later, you know, he's coming to terms with that uh, as he kept it inside for a very long time, and we'll talk a little more about that as well, that moment when he decided to finally break the silence, and in doing so, set himself free, and of course, his main main hope and prayer is that this book that he's authored is going to help survivors to escape from the shackles of silence. And he is married to the beautiful Judy Lavelle Randall, and they've been together for 32 years, and she's been there all along the way supporting his writing, and without her love, none of this really would be possible. So we've also got to give a big shout-out to Judy <laughs> and all of her strength and courage and love that she's um, given Dennis over the years. And they also have two wonderful children who are doing really wonderful, amazing things, um, so he's uh, found his way to a life that he really loves and enjoys, and of course that's my deepest hope um, for anyone who has gone through childhood abuse. So let's get to it. We have so much to learn and um, to gain from talking with Dennis today. So hey there, welcome Dennis. So glad you're here with us today. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, thank you. So the First thing that I'd really like to touch on is this moment. When you when you start your book, you you start us in that moment of being 50 years old and sitting with a friend and and telling this person, the first person that you've ever told that you were abused. And I'd love for you to just talk with us a little bit about that moment and what that experience was like and maybe even a little bit about if there's anything that you're tuned into as to why then and and what that was about for you. Well, it it was funny. I was at a Dunkin' Donuts uh, with a friend and we were just um, uh, shooting the breeze about, oh, people things talk, the things people talk about when you have a cup of coffee and you're not really talking about anything. Yeah. And for reasons that forever remain a mystery, I just blurted out that I had been sexually abused as a child. I was stunned that I had said that. The words came out of my mouth without any control, and I couldn't bring them back. Oh, yeah. For the first time, I had told another living soul what had happened to me, and it was uh, the floodgates opened. Yeah. Uh, uh, feelings within me just poured out, and I broke down into tears. 
Mm-hmm. For the first time, my secret was now known by somebody else. And it's it's amazing. I had not really uh, thought about myself as a, uh, a sexual abuse survivor or even really thought about it. It was just something that was rattling around in the background. And mm-hmm. now that it was out, I can face it full on. I had spent 50 years keeping that a secret within me, and yeah. all the and the secret just kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger, and all the energy that I kept to keep the secret a secret was energy I could not spend healing. Absolutely. I did not begin healing until the moment I broke the shackles of silence. My silence had become a prison. Most definitely. Thank you, Dennis. And do you have any thoughts on were you were you conscious or aware of like the fears um, that were keeping you from talking about your experience? I not really. It's uh, yeah. I. It's not so much I chose not to talk about it. I just didn't even want to think about it. Right. It was completely, completely shuttered and pushed aside and pushed away. Yeah, and and I thank you for that, and I thank you for naming that, because for everybody who's listening, if you're at the stage in your healing journey where you are trying to mostly push it away, you know, you're probably acknowledging a little bit or you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this, but there might still be that part of you that's thinking, yeah, I don't want to look at this, I don't want to deal with it, it's going to be too much, it's going to be, you know, too heavy and too hard, and, you know, Dennis, you mentioned that in that moment of telling, yes, you were kind of overcome with those emotions and it was very tender and and emotional and and upsetting but the other thing that I heard you say was that actually created that opportunity to begin healing it did and and, you know what I you know I was I like to be in control of myself I think like most people do Mm -hmm. and the moment of release was a moment beyond my control and to try to get you know to try to get order and, and sense to the chaos of memory, I began a journal. I've been mm-hmm. a writer uh, by nature, so writing is easy, and as I find it you know therapeutic uh, and relaxing. So I started to write down thoughts and impressions just to kind of organize myself, and the thoughts and impressions became a book, yeah. uh, becoming a Shadowlands. And I chose the title because um, that's the way I felt I had lived my life, is in the shadows of abuse. And, uh, you know, I charted my own course. Uh, mm-hmm. I never saw myself as a victim. I always, even as a um, young child, saw myself as a survivor. Uh, most of the abuse I experienced um, was at the hands of my mother. Uh, she was uh, a classic narcissist. Uh, you know, everything was about her, nothing was about anybody else. Her sexual molestation of me was an anomaly. Her weapon of choice was to demean me, put me down, and just uh, harass me at every opportunity. She thought I should never have been born, uh, and did her level best to kind of fill me with a sense of uh, inadequacy or self-loathing or both. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, 
growing up in that environment, I know from, you know, what you kind of described in your book that one of the ways that you survived that was was really becoming very resilient and resistant. Like, hell no, like you are not going to get me. <laughs> and doing your damnedest to, you know, to protect yourself and to guard yourself from this onslaught that of of abuse that was um, you know, really never ending. It was a daily, daily experience. And, but, um, mm -hmm. it, 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 I, like I say um, in the opening um, passage of my book, you know, childhood's forge of experience shaped my life one event at a time. Yeah. Each of my abusers took their turn as the blacksmith. They assaulted That's my right. body and with their will. Each strike and event twisted and shaped me into new directions. I resisted to the best of my ability. I refused to break. I would not yield. Nonetheless, I did bend and change and would never be the same again. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I really appreciate that description of abuse and trauma, that we are doing our best that we we can to hold on to a sense of who we are, um, to escape the pain, to escape the impact, and yet we will be impacted. We will be shaped and formed by that, and yet we also want to find ways to step outside of that. And, you know, that's really one of the things that I, I appreciated the most about your book. I've read a lot of books. Um, um, that have been written by survivors and um, by people writing in the field, etc. But uh, and all of them are of value and of benefit. But your book was really unique. It stood out to me in the sense that I wasn't expecting to go on a life journey with you. I was expecting to read chapter after chapter after chapter of well, here's the next thing that happened, or here's the next moment of abuse, and here's the. But there are these moments of reprieve almost uh, in the midst where you talk about, you know, the time that you would spend with your grandparents or, you know, the travels that you would have and other adventures and that you had just in boyhood. And I so appreciated those moments because not only did I experience them as a reprieve, as a reader, but I also imagined it as, okay, here is Dennis who's going through life and finding these moments of escape from that trauma and that we are, you know, more than just these moments of abuse and trauma. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that and why you chose to, to write the book in that way. Well, you know, first of all, we are so much more than um, uh, simply the bad things that happen in our life. Uh, you know, crap happens to everybody, uh, not necessarily abuse, but, you know, bad right. stuff happens. We're so much more than that, and I'm so much more than that. Uh, you're so much more than that. So um, mostly I had, you know, I, I wasn't very sophisticated as a kid. I just I, I just treated uh, the moments and instances of abuse like they were bad dreams. Everybody has bad dreams, and I just pushed them in the corner of my mind and tried to move on. Um, I refused to feed... Uh, uh, the memories uh, with resistance because that simply made them stronger. Instead, I starved them to death with acceptance. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Beautiful. And yeah. it was just—it was—it it, it was just—it was—it was my way of coping. It was, and it was a way of coping by not coping, by not really addressing it, by uh, accepting. Yeah. I don't know if it was by accepting it as okay. It happened. Next. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, if, you, if we find these ways to kind of compartmentalize experiences, to separate ourselves from them a bit, so that we can go on. And I, I really would, you know, for those of you who are listening, healing from trauma, yeah, it does take, you know, looking into those experiences and exploring them sometimes, mostly from my perspective, of course, as a, a sexual abuse recovery coach, is at a certain stage looking at it from the perspective of how do we heal and move forward from that. Rather, we don't want to get stuck in the rumination of those experiences. And I love this encouragement or this framework of thinking about your life as a whole. We can all look back on our lives and we can pull out the the nightmares, if you will. And they will stand out, of course, because those are the most difficult or harmful or painful but what a beautiful um, practice it can be to revisit your history and your life and your journey and look for the daydreams, if you will, you know, or the magical moments or the moments of happiness and joy because they were there, even if they were overshadowed, um, you know, because of the abuse. They are there, and if we can attach and connect to those experiences as much as we attach and connect to the negative ones, I think, Dennis, that we come into balance. We come into our whole selves, and we see ourselves in as the full picture of our journey and experience rather than just defined by, you know, these nightmares. Does that, is that kind we of what are you're... Mm-hmm. We are, you know, each of us is an entire person, uh, and part of that may be some cracked and broken pieces. That's true. But we're so much more than that, and... Um, it's like holding a magnifying glass to our imperfections. Uh, if that's what you do, that's all you see. And right. that's not far. Yeah. So much more than that. Absolutely. More- yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, what that leads me to think about is, Right, and looking back at the whole of our experience and um, thinking about the both sides of this coin, one of the things that you talk about are the memories that aren't there, where we can't even paint the full picture because the memories have been repressed. We dissociated, we checked out, we blacked out, whatever, you know, there's lots of different reasons why during trauma we have gaps in memory. A lot of that has to do with the Flight, 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 fright, freeze response being activated, and that takes over certain parts of the brain, um, and therefore we don't have memory in the same way that we do in other instances. And I was really, really um, touched by the part of the the section of your book where you were talking about um, being accosted by um, these bullies and uh, being forced to um, to you know, perform oral sex or to, you know, try to engage with your friend and that you found that there were moments where you could remember exactly what was happening and then there were just black moments, just blanks. Area, the, the memories are more like a slice of Swiss cheese. There's gaps in there. Yeah. Uh, and um, part of it is I didn't have a frame of reference. I, you know, what was happening... Um, first of all, I, you know, I, I was a scared little kid most of my life. So, you know, everybody was bigger and stronger than I was. And I kind of mm-hmm. found myself, you know, the, the, the wimp of the bunch. 
Um, so I was in fear for my safety. Uh, I'm being uh, uh, shoved, and my friend, my friend and I are being shoved and pushed around by kids that are older than us who are uh, demanding that we amuse them by uh, uh, engaging in oral sex. And I just, you know, really resisted. And at the end, I was left with a, a series of memories that didn't make any sense. Part of me said I should have about 15 minutes worth of memories, and I, but I could only recall about five minutes worth of events. And I said, what the hell happened to the last 10 minutes? Right. And um, the more I thought about it, uh, the more I think probably nothing happened uh, because I don't have the other emotional overtones or echoes that uh, exist within us when something occurs to us. Um, I think that, you know, on reflection, I think my abusers, were the himself he was himself an abused child you know this is not something that kids just do on their own right yeah uh this is probably he was probably acting out something that happened to him doesn't make me like him any better uh but makes me understand and i you know i don't i don't want to go down that pathway for myself right right so one of the things that, yeah, you mentioned in the book is this feeling of like, okay, I can look at this, you know, these gaps in my memory as there's this like these two two sides of a coin. It's like, all right, well, maybe there's just nothing there to remember. Maybe it was, you know, non-circumstantial what was happening in those moments. Or maybe there were things that, you know, that I just needed to totally disconnect from. And as you're saying here, you know, you kind of have landed in this place of thinking that it's probably the former more so than the latter. One of the things that I find often comes up for my clients, um, and I've gone through to some extent in my own healing journey, is this sense that I've got to remember every single minute, right? There can't be any gaps in memory. There can't be any of those blank pages, if you will, or I'm never really going to be able to heal. And I, I'd love to hear your take on that and, and what you would say to people who are dealing with, you know, repressed memories or gaps in their memories when it comes to that. Well, uh, first of all, the um, the way I look at uh, my experiences and um, history um, and the good and the bad, and certainly the bad, is all that has helped make who I am today. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I kind of like who I am. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but I like who I've become. And with that comes the realization that if I changed anything in my past, I wouldn't be who I am today. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not the least bit grateful for anything that happened. But I am grateful for what I have made of what happened to me into who I am today. I have survived. Yeah, beautifully put, Dennis. Right. And the act of survival made me stronger. Not made me perfect, it's made me stronger. And if I could go back and change anything, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because yeah. I wouldn't. And that, that when I had that realization, it was kind of like I sat back in the chair and said, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but 
And it's a, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's that's a place I've arrived at. I'm not saying anybody else has to arrive at the same place, but that's the place I've arrived at, and yeah. it um, is a circle of calm. One of the mantras mm-hmm. that I came up with as a child, and I, I still repeat it today, is seek not the storm's fury, nor its jagged light. Search instead for the quiet center, and there stand against the night. Yeah. You know, it comes to uh, memories of abuse, Mm -hmm. uh, my past. Um, I don't fight them. I'm not looking for the fury. I'm looking for the quiet center, and that's where I stand. Wow. Yeah. I hope everybody listening can really absorb the wisdom of that because there there is a time to lean in, but there is no need, there is no reason to torture ourselves by continuing to go back, you know, to the dark night or go into those experiences, certainly in an effort to try to recover and try to, you know, I've got to fill it all in because just quite frankly, it's not going to happen. The brain just doesn't work that way. Well, and it, so... It all- Time doesn't work that way. There's nothing we can do right. uh, to change the past. There's nothing. It is fixed. Yes. All we have is a choice of how we are going to let the past affect our present. Absolutely. That is within our power. The past yes. is not. And that's why I, I, I have come to an acceptance of what happened. Uh, not gratitude, just an acceptance. Mm-hmm. And now I work on my end of the deal is what I do today and how yeah. this affects today. Yeah. I will not let these incidents of my past define who I am today. They are. I am much more than that. Yeah. Man, cheers to that, Dennis. And I'm I'm so glad that you have found your way to that place of acceptance and can be here today to share that wisdom and that encouragement um, for for all of us. You know, this journey is not an easy one, uh, but I do think it, it gets a little easier when we start to think about what do I need to resolve for myself here right now? What is within my choice? What is within my power? And when we begin to look at look at the experience from that perspective, um, man, we we have a lot of work that we can do and change that we can affect. When, as exactly as you say, we can't change what's happened, but we can change our relationship to what's happened and whether it's continuing to impact us or not in the present. Um, like I say uh, again in, in the book. Um, for me, healing is nothing more than coming to terms with my past and understanding how my experience helped to shape the person I have become. Mm-hmm. Healing is going to be a long and sometimes difficult road to journey, but I'd rather walk this path with friends in the sunshine than travel alone in the darkness. Yeah. And seek with traveling in darkness. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to be able to count you amongst my friends. <laughs> who are traveling in the sunshine together and finding our way, you know, through this journey and through this experience. And what do you see ahead of you now? You know, you've authored your first book. Um, What's next for you? What do you most hope for or wish for um, comes next in this beautiful journey that you're on? Well, I can can tell you right now that um, 
I'm having a hell of a time. I'm I'm enjoying the daylights out of life. Uh, I've I've always wanted to be a writer. I am one. Or as I sometimes say, I always want to be a writer. Now I are one. <laughs> <laughs> and I have met some of the most fantastic and beautiful and wonderful people in the community of survivors. That has, that has been a reward that I never anticipated and never expected to see. Uh, and I I am so grateful for uh, the people that have reached out. And I'm by no means an authority or an expert. I, I'm barely an authority on my own abuse, let alone anybody else's. Uh, and by sharing my story, it is simply a hope that uh, perhaps some of the things I did and I learned, and how I coped with my experiences may help others to cope with theirs. Yeah, 100%. Oh, Dennis, we are so blessed to have had this opportunity to speak with you and learn from you, and that's just a snippet of all that you can gain from, from this beautiful man, and so I really encourage all of you who are listening to get his book, Becoming a Man in the Shadowlands, to you know, keep uh, up to date and keep track of him. You can connect with Dennis on Facebook, which would be a great way to stay connected and updated on all that he's doing and to continue this conversation. Uh, and I just want to express my deep gratitude uh, to you for, for all that you've done and um, for all that you've shared with us. And do you have any final thoughts um, that you'd like to share with those who are listening today? Um, yes. Uh Take stock of where you are and surround yourself with positive people and people you love and things you love and move forward. You know, it, that's, we are where we are now. And there's um, uh, one thing I um, point out is yesterday we are memories. Tomorrow we are dreams. Today is the only moment we are alive, and now is the only instant we have to become the person we want to be. Dennis, thank you so much. The, we can't live in the future. We have mm -mm. to live now. Right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Well, I hope all of you who are listening are as inspired and um, filled with hope as I am in this moment that this journey is not for naught uh, <laughs> and that we can heal and move forward in our lives and that we can take the experiences that um, can crush us. Um, we can turn those into victories and come to be you know, our best, most wonderful selves. And so, Dennis, thank you once again for being here and sharing that with us. And I just um, am in such gratitude for you today. Thank you so much, Rachel. I really appreciate that. Because, you know, as we both know, um, life is good except for the parts that suck. Right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so we find our people, right, to stand with us in those moments. Uh, and I, again, I count you definitely as one of mine. So thank you, Dennis. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in and joining us today. Um, I hope you're walking away from today's conversation with a little bit more hope and guidance and some thoughts about how you can begin to bring yourself 
ever more into the present um, to live your life to the fullest. And please um, visit rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching. And of course, check out the other free resources that are available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to the podcast because we have so much more to share with you. And until next time, take good care of you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.